Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>super pod hero cast guys with beers talking about movies with capes episode 35 i'm casey ryan and i'm todd panic and, and we, we watched, watched the mask Cue the big band music smoking somebody stop me oh probably okay. can't clear those rights yeah they're right all right nothing it's podcast yeah, I know. It, yeah. Li- but that's di- yeah but but that's yeah okay all right that's what it is okay anyways all right okay. stop it <laughs> let's get through this movie yes yes Hey, this movie, man. This movie. So we were almost a trio tonight. Oh, our middle boy, the mm, noodle, the noodle, had a little bit of a problem with um, some school assignments and telling the truth about school assignments, oh, and no. resulted in what started out as a day without his Xbox and and video games and devices. Uh, it stretched into a week as a result of some bad choices in a temper tantrum. You know, it happens. You know. So he's a little bored this week. So watching this the other night, I was like, hey, buddy, I'm going to watch this movie. And, you know, again, he's, I've talked about he loves the Adam Sandler movies. He sure. laughs out loud. Oh, he would eat this up. Well, you would think that. So we sat down, we sat down to watch it last night, and he suffered through probably 50, 50 minutes of it. And I looked over, and he was just, I'm like, oh, I'm making. For real? He. Could not have cared less. And to wow. be fair, and we'll talk about when I get in there, I got to be honest with you, I wasn't that far away from him I, in terms of to, f- how I felt about it. I 100% just skipped through the second dance. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they're dancing. Skip. I used to watch the movie all the fucking time. All the time. And I loved it. And now I will get to whether or not I like it. Yeah. So, there, yeah, so we got some th- different things we're going to talk about today. And I think there's a piece in there that fits yeah. with that. I also showed... The Bean, just yep. the trailer. Sure. 
uh, and we're watching the trailer, and it's the first time he transforms into the mask. She's like, no, no, it's scary. Turn it off. I'm like, <laughs> I just want to remind you again, you begged me to let you watch it. Hi, Georgie. As did you Goon. would not have made it through yeah. the first scene of it if you can't see Jim Carrey in a fucking green mask from, Jesus, 25 years ago. Yeah. 94, right? Yeah. Holy shit. Fuck, 25 this movie's years 25 ago. years old. And doesn't well, well, quarter well, of a century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, listen, we got some things to go through so we can talk about this movie. <laughs> okay. Since we are. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. What are we drinking? Thanks, Thanks Bob. Bob. All right. Uh, so as always, uh, our trusty friends over at Branching Out Bottle Shop in Township 5 took care of us today. Mm-hmm. Walked in this afternoon, a little bit of beautiful weather, front doors open, Barley's hanging out. What kind of a good dog is he? Doors open, he's hanging out, he's not going outside. No, he he's knows. He's chilling. So Chris was working, walked in, told her what we were watching. Uh-huh. She had some thoughts, she starts going through. She found our beer, and you know, I like to play the field when it comes to our beer selections. What you <laughs> when it comes to our beer selections. So uh, <laughs> this was actually the first one that Carissa suggested. Oh, yeah? And I was like, okay, well, that's definitely something we could use. And we kept you know, walking through. And I'm like, you know what? This is still our best choice. Okay. I, I did not look. Once the, again, I love this, that, yes. we, that it's a big secret. So our beer this evening comes to us from Tennessee. It's actually Ooh. a collaborative effort from two different breweries in Tennessee. Okay. Uh, so one of them you may have heard of. It's Yazoo Brewing Company. They're a little bit more widely known. Their roots go back to 2003. This beer is produced in collaboration with Blackberry Farm Brewery, Ooh. which is uh, you know much smaller scale in the in the beer market. Okay. Um, going back to 2011, but this is uh, this collaboration. It is an orange IPA, and it is peel your face. Orange IPA. Uh, uh, okay. And of course, it's the orange peel, but they're going to be peeling their face off multiple oh times in this God, movie. Yes. So this is um, kind of an artisan. It's got the, the large bottle, like a champagne. It's yeah. corked like a champagne. Sure. So let's, uh, or, you know, cork. a wine. True. But, well, that cork is a champagne cork. See that? Because it's pressurized. You're pressurized. <laughs> nice pour. Excellent pour. A little aggressive head. No one likes aggressive head. No. <laughs> oh, I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. Oh, thank you very much. It is very effervescent. Ooh, I like the smell it's, of it. Let's start there. Got a champagne-y kind of smell. Oh, yeah. So we'll... That's very refreshing. That's, That's nice. Very... Mm, it's like... It's like a mimosa. It is, you know, the, there's that that the style of the brute style of IPA yeah. is, you know, getting some popularity. A few different places are doing that. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of that. Certainly, the presentation, the champagne bottle, sure, type that's, appearance, that's yummy. It's very effervescent. Yeah, yeah it's uh, that's pretty good though. Thank you, Carissa. Once again, branching out bottle shop for all of your beer selection needs. They can't be beat. So, sports ball reference: Are they batting a thousand? Oh yeah. There's oh. only been one that we were like, eh, not for us. Yeah, it was, no one of the, it was one of the. Uh, was that one of the Imperial Stouts? No, no, no. It was. Uh, was no hero in Hey guys, Casey here. We uh, we go on about this for a while, and cannot remember which beer it is. I'm saving you the time and cutting it out. Somebody wants to go back and listen to our entire pack catalog to find the part where I go, "Oh, that is bitter." <laughs> Have fun. 
all right. And thank you in advance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in any event, this beer is not that beer. And this no, no. beer is delicious. This beer is great. So I'm still going to stand by because I don't know sports ball. Batting a thousand. They're doing great. Yes, they totally are. Absolutely. Um, yeah. All right. So that Do was we have a- any reshoots? We have none. Yes. Yay. Probably because a new episode hasn't come out since Yay. we recorded that. That's right. That's our, that's our secret. I'm always angry. Um, character background, minimal. This is certainly a, an adaptation of a comic book. This character is much, much more violent and dark in the comics. Yep. There's a specific scene, and we'll get to it when we're talking, that ends very... It's right out of the comic, but it ends very different. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, also, the mask is a couple different people. So it's Stanley as well as Kellaway are different iterations oh, of the mask. Oh, I didn't know that Kellaway became... Big Head is Kellaway. Big Head. Yeah. So the the character actually predates Dark Horse Comics. The mask. It was brought, yeah, yeah, the mask. But it was brought to Dark Horse Comic. Um, had a few different runs with a few different artists and writers. Um, but this, then adapted in 1994 to this. Um so let's get some of the – we'll save the big production piece for last, right? Yeah. Written by Mike Werb. He's got a couple of credits. He wrote Dark Man 3, Die, Dark Man, Die. Which we will not be watching That's on correct. this podcast. He also wrote Face Off. Which we might watch on this podcast. <laughs> Which we might watch. And if you've not listened to the How Did This Get Made episode oh of – Oh, my God. For Face, Face Off. Waterfalls? Oh, you just, it's a brilliant episode. <laughs> that might have been one of the first ones I listened to. I was like, mm-hmm. well, yes, these guys are genius. Um, yes. So Mike Werb's the writer. This is directed by Charles Russell, who has some interesting credits. He he directed Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Yes, that's right. He also directed Eraser, which was a Schwarzenegger film. And he yes. directed The Scorpion King, Ooh. which was supposed to be The Rock's big... I mean, it was his first big movie, but it was It not. was not his breakout. No, it would it be The not. Rundown. Absolutely right. Which, again, we might Great movie. do yeah, on this podcast. Yeah. Um, so those are the I would consider the minor parts of the production. Of course, yeah. this is a vehicle for Jim Carrey, but wasn't always a vehicle for Jim Carrey. Let's save our almost cast for the end. I know, no, okay. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, but it would be interesting to think about when you share those with us what this movie would have been like with someone else because it's in the same way that the original Aladdin is all about Robin Williams' genie. This movie is all about Jim Carrey doing everything Jim Carrey can do with his humor. Right, and there's a couple times. We'll get to it in there where I wish someone had been like, Jim, you can dial it back in this scene. Yeah. I, I you know, the I was struck more than once by the 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 parallels that I saw between Robin Williams and Jim Carrey in this movie. And I wonder yeah. if that's what he was swinging for. But I think so. 90, uh, 1994, when this movie is released, is really arguably the, the year of Jim Carrey. Also in 94. Dumb and Dumber. And. Batman and Robin, or Batman Forever. Uh, that, that might 96? have been the next year. Okay. But but also 94 was Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Oh, right. So that in, was 94 So also. 94, all through. Now, obviously, presumably those movies are being shot prior to. I don't well, know. Well, they're they, all three New Line Cinema movies. Are so. they really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if he had a deal with New. I uh, bet you he did. He must have. But, <laughs> he got it all done in one year, three picture deal. But think about <laughs> what he was at the box office that year. Uh, and certainly that's what gets... You know Jim Carrey, the mega star. Sure. You know the, the he's arguably him, the defining comedic actor of the '90s in Hollywood. I think he was paid twenty million for Batman Forever. Probably because he was paid ten million for Dumb and Dumber. 
Because so, that's yeah. the, fa- that, the famous just... story about the check, the visualization, uh-huh. the $10 million check. He got it for Dumb and Dumber. Right. Um, but and, yeah. and numbers-wise, this movie smashed beyond someone's wildest dreams. Uh, had a this, budget. Was, this was the third. I'm sorry. Uh, this was the third, right? It was Ace Ventura. I think it was then the Dumb and second. Dumber. Oh, was it? I, I, so I didn't go that deep. It, it was listed second in order of the year. Uh, yeah, I got lazy. The mask. Wait, Dumb and Dumber. The mask. No, Ace Ventura. Yeah. I, so it wasn't alphabetical. There was a device. Yeah, I know. I, I. I know. So it goes. Ace Ventura. Yep. The mask, and then Dumb and Dumb Dumber, and Dumber. And, for a Christmas movie, and then literally the next thing he does is uh, Batman Forever. Right. And sure. then Ace Ventura when nature calls. <laughs> oh my! Oh, so man. Uh, but from from a dollar perspective, yeah, film's got a twenty three million dollar budget. Certainly, the special effects are center stage in this, and hold they up. hold up absolutely. Um, and you want to take a stab at the box office? It's twenty three million dollar budget. What does I'm it do with the box office? I'm going to say uh, ninety three sixty five million. Uh, three hundred and fifty million dollars. Oh, wait, is that international? It's probably international, Holy but still. Shit. So more than ten times its budget. That's phenomenal. Uh, look, let's let's get this out of the way. This is here because it was a comic book, which sure. is not our criteria. We've said, uh, you know, he's a superhero. He's a superhero. Sure, he's sure. a vigilante, he's but he's got a superhero. A mystical origin. He's a device guy. Sure, but he's a superhero. But those questions aside, the reality is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The real, the real, the real fundamental piece here is this is a Jim Carrey movie, <laughs> and know? this is of the three movies we just mentioned. This is the least problematic of the 1994 Jim Carrey movies. It, it, uh, so, if if we're being woke, 100 percent agree. <laughs> I would not, now to be fair. I have not watched. I've not sat down to watch either of those recently either. Hey, but Sintura. I feel like this one does not hold up. Oh, none of them do. In Ace Ventura, when he finds out that Finkel is Einhorn, he vomits and brushes his teeth, and then yeah, which not defending that. No, I would point out that's twenty five years ago. Sure, yeah, I know. Right, I mean, um, but but I feel like would you laugh at the humor in Ace Ventura? Because I gotta be honest, I did when in nineteen ninety four. No, no, I mean, like, would we laugh at it now? I'll Um, bet you we still would. Maybe I, not all I, of them. I would laugh at him singing with his butt. <laughs> See, that's the thing. That's funny. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. I got to be honest with you. There were long stretches in the mask that, for me, were just humorless. And we'll get to them in okay. a minute. All right. Because well, I bet you they're the same. So who do you got for Almost Cast? Oh, well, our old buddy Chris Elliott <laughs> right? was considered for, it says Steady Eddie, but I think they're talking about the... Uh, the long blonde hair, the discount Carl from um, Die Hard. Riff guy. Raff. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, if Riff mean, Raff and Carl had a baby. And that baby did meth. Oh, meth baby? Meth oh, no. baby. Meth Raff. For, for um, Tina, Vanessa Williams. Hard oh. motherfucking pass. Oh, well, I, I, could I? Yeah, no. okay. Yeah, no, right. she's gross. What? How dare you, sir? What? Are you kidding? You're no, joking. No. You're jo- Vanessa Williams? Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams. You're saying Vanessa Williams it's is not gross. attractive based on her personality and her attitude. She has a personality or an attitude? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Now who's being problematic? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Okay. Okay. Uh, also, Jerry Ryan. 
Seven of nine. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess her career, Deep Space Nine. First of all, she was on Star Trek Voyager. Oh, I thought Deep it was... Space Nine. Uh, it's one of Don't those. you fucking say it with me. <laughs> Deep Space Nine is the best Star Trek show ever. And she, but she wasn't on that one. She was on Voyager. Uh, no, because they were out in the... Do- oh, you know what? Technically, she was because when, huh. when Voyager huh. premiered the first episode, they were at Deep Space Nine. Oh, but wow. it was still on Voyager, <laughs> so she was never on Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Fucker. And, Nerd and, fight! And they didn't find her until they were already in the Delta Quadrant. So no, she was never on Deep Space Nine. So these are the times. So we do our level checks at the beginning, <laughs> and we're very calm. But we start to get a little heated and start to peak. All right. All right. Anyways, uh, Paige French? No idea. Melissa Ann Moore, Kelly Rutherford, India Allen, and Tina Carlisle. Oh, wait. No, that's the name of the game. <laughs> We're all considered for Tina Carlisle before they cast Cameron Diaz. No idea who any of them Paige are. French. She was in Meatballs 4. Oh, good for her. Uh, Again, probably not a problematic movie. Yeah, sorry, Paige. She was in All My All My Children in the seven nineteen seventy? That can't be right. That must be oh that That's they must be pulling yeah. yeah, okay. All right. Oh, also uh Anna Nicole Smith and Christy Swanson were considered for Tina. I forgot to say that. Anna Nicole Smith. Christy Swanson. Buffy. Uh, sure. The original Buffy, yeah. Sure. Were, were they were considered for Tina or mm-hmm. No for Tina. Okay. I would have been okay with either one of those. Uh what well, about- I'm sorry. Not Nicole Smith. I would have been okay with Christy Swanson. Uh, what about... Um, um, there was one more. Hang on. Peggy. Peggy. Any, any So the Amy Asbeck no, part? No, it was always Amy Asbeck. Okay. Mrs. Mrs. Uh, John Ritter, right? Yeah. All right. You ready to... Uh, who was considered for Stanley Ipkiss? Please. Steve Martin. Wow. Rick oh. Moranis. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know if you could do the, well, the mask listen, part of it. Uh, again, none of the, but it would, it, in the same way that uh, Groundhog Day would be a totally different movie about Bill Murray, this would be a totally the, different movie. The next one, it might work pretty similar. Martin Short. Hmm. I feel like he, uh, yes. I think and he, I feel like he would have been a, sm- a smarter, not in terms of like the character, but the, he would have made the humor would have made, been, yeah. would have been smarter. Yeah. And uh, one that would not work at all would have been uh, Matthew Broderick. Oh no 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 no! Oh God no! Oh wow! Those are uh, some odd choices. Oh, and uh, for Callaway, okay, Richard Gere. Oh, <laughs> you, they so if it was Richard Gear, yeah, in '94 they could have gotten him. Uh, the studio wanted him. If it had been Richard Gear, <sighs> would it have been Richard Gear, Jim Carrey, like in bill in billing order? That and it would also have been. He wouldn't have been in on. I think a problem with this movie that we'll we'll get into in just a second, but I'll just touch on it here. Too many people are in on the joke in this movie. Too many of the outside of the mask. Yep. Not even Stanley Ipkiss, but the mask. The mask is proto Deadpool. He knows he's in a movie. He talks to us a sure, couple times. Sure. There's the whole Oscar acceptance. Yeah, yeah. Which I have a problem with. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to it. Um, but it seemed like. Uh, Otter, right? He was Otter in. in uh, is that was he Boone or Otter? Boone. Oh, there was a fucking re- boy. We're gonna be doing this a lot tonight, huh? Pete Reingart. He was. Well, that doesn't help me if you just give his real name. I need to know what his pl- his. Yeah, Donald Jones. Yeah, he was Boone. Boone, not Otter. Otter. Oh, Otter was um one of the pledges' nicknames. Right. Was that? That was the th- that was uh, Tom Holtz. 
Tom Hulse? Yeah. Was that Otter? Well, I, then I, what was Boone's best friend? It was Boone and... Maybe he... Oh, maybe he was Otter. I, all I know is that the big guy was named Flounder. Flounder. Why not? Otter's his buddy. All I know is that now an Otter is a term for... Um, yes. Thin, a, hairy, a thin, gay man. Yeah, yeah, thin bear, right? A thin, yeah, an Otter, yeah. Anyways, back to this, yeah. back to this movie. Um, Can you tell we don't want to talk about this movie? Yeah. All right. So I, that's all I got. Yeah. You know what? Let's let's get proto Matt, proto Deadpool. Let's get into it. Okay. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. So the opening of this movie with the Edge City and like oh pollution is bad. So fucking ninety four. Yeah. So fucking ninety four. But wh- is that guy? So laying- I think it's supposed to be Chicago. Does it feel like Chicago? No, it's Edge City. I think it's like DC does. It's not like Marvel where right. everyone's in a real a city. Real place, yeah, yeah. They make a fake cities for. I think that's what uh, Dark Horse did. Spawn's in a fake city. Spawn's not in New York City. Uh, oh, I don't. Oh, I don't know. I don't. The remember. Max, but he's Image, so is Spawn. Yeah. I don't know that many Dark Horse characters. Yeah. Well, I don't think Dark Horse. Dark Horse is not a single coherent universe either. So. All I know is they did all the Alien versus Predator comics. Got it. And those probably not in the same universe, I would expect. So I think in their own, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So in any event, the opening is that guy that a, that scuba diver. Yes. He straight up dies, right? Oh, he's dead. When that pipe hits him. Oh, he's dead. So we've witnessed a murder <laughs> we, in what yeah. is essentially a children's movie. We have. We have. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know this was not the original opening? I did not know that. I'll tell you what the original opening was when we get to something later that okay. I think that's why they didn't put it in there. So the mask is a magical artifact. It's in a chest locked away at the bottom of a bay, right? Uh-huh. With chains. There's a Viking style illustration of it the mask. It almost looks like a, a a warning illustration of the mask yeah, itself. Yeah. Um and which it, by the way, I if they made like a replica of the mask, would one hundred percent own it. Not the not when it's on somebody, but just that mask. Yeah, yeah. The wood. With that that's faux cool wood. looking. Yeah, it's a cool look. I would, yeah. I would put that up in my house. So Loki is mentioned in the movie. Yeah. Surprise. Which is actually what the original opening of the movie was. It's Loki like being put on trial and being banished into this mask. And Got Loki it. was played by... Jim Carrey. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder. Is have you? Is there? Uh-huh. I've seen it. Yeah. Is it? It's been a long time, but I've seen it. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to go. Uh, now, I, I'm actually curious. As much as I didn't care about this movie, I would be curious to go see that. We could probably link it when we release this episode. Yeah, I. You know, I still feel like you know, TSPHC Army listeners. I mean, maybe not on that, but we can just tweet it out and be like, "Hey, this is." Yeah, but I mean, if again, if people, I mean. People I'm really looking for some direction. If you want, if you want that stuff, we'll share it. Because I know it's been crickets. Go, it's been neither way. It's been crickets. Yeah. So yeah, tell us yay or nay on that. Yeah. But certainly, in addition to the you know Loki being name checked, you know it's almost like the way the chest is locked away, the fact that the diver is killed as he attempts to recover the mask. It almost has this element of Pandora. You know, like yeah. the mask is hidden away for reason. That alternate opening would certainly explain it, right? Sure, and I think that's maybe why they got rid of it because it gave away a little too, too on much the of the mystery yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in any event, um, this mat, the chest gets open, diver dies, the mask floats up to the surface Jesus. to be recovered by a hapless mortal and spew chaos in the world. All right, so we meet Stanley Ipkiss, oh, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, uh, in pre crazy vaccines. Create autism, Jim Carrey. Yeah, let's. Yeah, well, listen. <laughs> we've talked before about you can like an artist sure. for his art and not for him as a person and or his beliefs. To be fair, we didn't know dick about him at this point. Yeah, and that, and this is before that. Yeah. Well, 
Well, you know, it was when he got with Jenny McCarthy, wasn't it? Because mm-hmm. she's the one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, but it's a painful to watch example of him being a human doormat for a girl. I got those concert tickets you wanted <laughs> for Friday night. <laughs> Stanley, this is great. Oh, yeah. So what time should I pick you up? Well, see, here's the thing. My very best girlfriend just came into town, and I know she would die to go to this. So could we maybe get an extra ticket for her? He cock blocks himself in this scene. They're out. They're sold out. That Um, means there's no more. And I can't even tell if she's playing him or if he just, if he plays himself. Well, I just can't let her sit home all alone. I'll tell you what. Why don't you just go with your friend? (laughs) This is Stanley. I couldn't do that. No, come on. Stanley, you are the nicest guy. Ah. Really, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. You played yourself. <laughs> I think, unbeknownst to him, he plays himself. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree with you because he's just such a nice guy. That he's like, naturally, you should go. And, and she certainly doesn't stop him, but I don't feel like her no, intention was, never was to going scam to. him. Uh, I think it was. Oh, do you think? You th- uh, you think 100%. So? I'm totally fine with that. It seems like this whole bank knows. That Stanley is a pushover and a wimp and sure. all that. Yeah. So he works in a bank. He's a he's not he's like a customer service. He's a customer relations. He's, he's not a, a teller. He's a banker. He's a banker. He's opening yeah. accounts, right? Um, he coworker sad R.I.P. Richard Jenny was platypus did, man. Did he die of suicide? He killed himself. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. He he's a you know he doesn't do much in this movie to to speak of, but I always thought he was really he was funny. supposed to. Really? He was supposed to put on the mask at one point. Well, he certainly goes for it at the end. That but it was supposed to be in the, the Coco Bongo. Oh. Coco Bongo? The Coco Bongo Club. In that whole scene, uh, instead of Milo getting it. Well, they made the right choice. <laughs> when he pees. Okay, yeah. we'll get there. Right, we'll get there. We're introduced to Cameron Diaz in, I don't, I'm not sure if it's her first role. It's certainly it her breakout role. It's her first role. Is it really? Yeah, because that's why they looked at all these other people, because she was a, only a model at this point. Excuse me. I don't mean to say only a model, but she'd only done modeling. Got it. Got it. Um, so also a very padded Cameron Diaz. Sure, sure. They padded her up to give her... I mean, she's she was a dancer and uh, a model, so she has a much more svelte figure. They They definitely gave her some curves. You're staying very quiet about this, and now I feel like a creep. They they did give her some curves, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so she's Tina Carlisle, and she's really in the bank to scope it out. She's got a she's got the world's she's the honeypot. Le- she's the honeypot with the world's least <laughs> hidden camera in a purse. Oh my god! It would be it would only be slightly less conspicuous if there was a small child sticking out of the purse. Taking still photographs. Excuse me, could you move to the could left? You move to the left? Yeah. Um, I, I wonder, you know what? I, I don't feel like going back and watching it, but I wonder if you can catch it before that, before there's that uh, establishing shot of very clear, here's a camera on the purse, like when she first walks in. or Oh, yeah. Time. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. So she's pretending to open a, a bank account, but it's really just a case of joint. That's right. Yeah. And the video feed is going back to her boyfriend, the mobster. Was she wearing an ear... Piece because he says that's not just a little bit to the right. I don't think he was talking to her. I think he was just he just narrating like for himself. But certainly a that guy actor. (laughs) So his name's Peter Green. Yeah, he's in Usual Suspects. He is arguably one of the most disturbing roles in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, he's Zed. Wing out the gimp. 
the, I gotta be honest with you. E- even the plot in this doesn't really matter. We could. There's we could, one you subversion. Know what we could do. Yeah. We could do the plot now. Let's just let's just change the podcast on the fly. Yeah. We could do the plot now. Let's do a quick summary, and then we'll just talk about what we like. And and TSPHC Army, if you really hate what we're about to do, let us know. And uh, we'll go back to the other way of doing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could do like for movies like this. Sure. We could do. More. We talked about this a little bit before we got on. Yeah. MCU. MCU. When you DC, got on a, a, a franchise, we will do more of a where you need like, hey, there's something that is established here mm-hmm. that's going to be important in four movies. Right. Yeah. Nothing in this. <laughs> Nothing in this matters. So Stanley's down on his luck. He goes to the Coco Bongo. He doesn't get in. He then is driving home in a shitty loner that he got from a very clearly a ripoff mechanic. He sees this floating body in the water. It's actually the mask. Takes it home, puts it on. Chaos ensues. He decides that he's in, the mask is in love with Tina, Cameron Diaz. He decides, I need money to impress her. Steals, like, all the money from the All bank. the money. All the money. And in the end, Tina's psycho boyfriend, Dorian, gets his hands on it and becomes Hulk mask? Hulk mask. Quentin Tarantino, Dusk Till Dawn vampire mask. <laughs> Yes. And then there's a huge fight. He gets it and then decides he doesn't need it. Yeah. But there's a problem with that. When he throws it and then says smoking. Sure. And she like laughs and is like, ha ha. She should be like, what the fuck is smoking? She wasn't there. No one was with him when he said that the first time. It was That's not fair. a repeated thing throughout the movie. No, you're right. I, but I think it was more about the way he said it. Like, cause, and, and it felt he, like the mask. Yeah, okay. and, and I w- as I was catching some themes, I had one early on, and then they they straight up explain it when um, Tina comes to visit him in jail. Right, in, in like yeah. The, in the third act of the, of the movie. The he, boring part. Right, yeah. But, but it's basically, it's kind of like it's the gamma rays in MCU. It's a super soldier serum. All the mask is really doing is unlocking... Your, your true inner being. Mm-hmm. He is this wild man. He loves cartoons. So when we first see him at his house. Specifically, Tex, Tex Avery, Avery cartoons. Yeah. Now, is is that a... That's an, an existing historical cartoon, right? That oh, wasn't 100%. Created. Okay, the it's wolf, called the Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Um, uh, or Little Red... Hood? Little Red Hood? Little Red Hood. Because he's like a he's like a, a Well, gangster. she... Yeah, yeah. The, the wolf is like a gangster. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but yes, 100%. Got I've it. seen that full cartoon. So, you know, that's his inner core. Sure. Obviously, Dorian, the bad guy, is e- even more corrupt and evil and horrible. So, on therefore, the inside. yeah. So, we go through what we liked. Okay. Cart- like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Effects fucking hold up. Oh, my God. They really do. When Dorian becomes Hulk mask, whatever we want to call it. Yep. Evil mask. Was that him? Underneath that? He certainly looked bigger, right? Oh, you know, uh, let's see if there's a credit for... Like Evil Mask yeah. or whatever. No, I, it's him? Uh, unless they've got it credited as somebody else. Like, unless the name of the character is not even close to Dorian. Yeah, I think that's him. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. Good work. Good mask work, because that looks like a lot of prosthetics he has on. Yeah. Also, Jim Carrey learned how to speak wearing... Those ginormous teeth. Yeah. <laughs> the visual effects are really incredible. If you think back to Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and then yeah. look at this, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is still the... Hand-drawn animation. It's the style. I, I don't think the, the special effects were. I don't think they drew those. I feel like those were computer-generated. No, computer-generation in 80, 88? 
89? Oh, no. Yeah. It's all him grabbing stuff and... You know, then they hand paint over what's got there. Got it, got it. Okay. And uh, the guy who did the voice of Roger was on set. Got it, got it. Okay. But it's certainly an, an evolution of what Who Framed Roger Rabbit first did, right? This, sure. This higher, and I th- if I remember correctly, it was Industrial Lights and Magic. So well, you, went and get, you go and get the best, right? Yeah. But again, $23 million, I'll bet a big chunk of that was right to ILM because the effects I, are good. I'd say easily 10 it, I would not be surprised. For the time. Yeah, yeah. The amount of work that went into that. Yeah. Yeah. They do hold up. And and I I love the it's it's clear in in the I was reading as I was doing my research the the original creator of the mask um was really inspired by the Tex Avery cartoon. Sure. I love that that came through in the movie and that absolutely does come through. So not only do the do his transformations and his wacky moves and powers look cartoonish, they to your point specifically look Tex Avery cartoon. I mean, there's a couple uh, Looney Tunes in there. He spins around like Tasmanian Devil. Sure. He that little thing that he does with his jaw and that weird noise. I think that's supposed to be like um, the Roadrunner, kind of like oh, which, sure. Maybe. When, when yeah. it sticks out its tongue and yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I liked a lot of this movie. I liked Jim Carrey's performance. I did not like that. What I said at the beginning. Everyone's in on the joke. The level that Halloway, the actor who plays Halloway, can't remember his name. Calloway. Calloway. Regert. Um, who? Peter Regert. Oh, Peter Regert. It's at, he knows he's in, he should be, he's a hardened cop, right? Right. He's a detective. He should be like, just that like first scene, he's like, bah, right? ha, ha, ha. It's so flat. Mm, oh. He's like winking at the camera a little too much. Those pajamas are impossible. This actually happened. When the mask is accepting his quote unquote, Oscar, Oscar, after yeah. he does the death scene. You love me. You really love me. If you watch Peter Green, yep. he's like fixing his hair and like looking at the camera. I'm like, look. Oh, like they both step. Like, like he, he gets all, pulled all into the joke. of them, yeah. He, they should just be like going, looking around like, what is this guy doing? They're looking at the camera with the mask. So they're in on the joke. Famously, Robin Williams in Aladdin. Oh, is it's the reason, mainly riffing and improvisation. It's right? the reason it couldn't be nominated for a best screenplay because because everything all the he ad libs. Yeah. So I'm curious, what percentage of Jim Carrey's shtick and gags are improvised? I can tell you the condom joke is his. Sorry, wrong pocket. Which is also directly out of the comics, except for the condom part. Except at the end, when he makes the Tommy gun, yeah, he kills them all. Of course, he does. That violently kills. Every last one of them, <laughs> and it, and after seeing this movie and for so long, so that's the big head persona of Mask, who is in the comic Callaway, because he gets the mask and he goes after all the criminals he couldn't take down as oh, a cop. So that makes that makes more. And again, if it's bringing out his inner core, it's this pursuit of justice and bringing the criminals he couldn't get. To so justice. that group of gang members, yep. The reason he goes after them is because when he first gets home and misses Peedman. It's like, do you have any idea what time it is? Yeah. And he goes, actually, no. They had just stolen his watch. Uh, That's why when he walks up, the guy goes, hey, mister, you got the time? That's the beginning of the thing. And then they steal the watch. Got it. So it's a revenge, you know, yeah. at that point. So Loki, right, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes presented as evil. MCU arguably has done a wonderful job of highlighting his real core role. I would argue his core role in Norse pantheon which is really not necessarily a god of evil although he certainly is and in ragnarok 
Loki is more complex in mythology than simply a god of evil. He I, has. He I has, think it's put perfectly in Ragnarok when he's like, "Last time I saw you, you were trying to kill everybody. Where are you at these days?" It varies from moment to moment. That's a perfect this illustration. There, there's some it's wonderful. However, myths. he's feeling at that moment. There's some wonderful myths where Loki travels with Thor and Odin, and mm-hmm. they trick the giants. So. And certainly MCU Loki has more often than not been the god of mischief than the god of evil. So that role of the trickster in mythology, Loki's best example. We also see Prometheus or Hermes in Greek mythology, Mm -hmm. um, Coyote in uh, Native American myths. So this is an important role in myth. Sure. So if the idea of the mask is that he is a trickster god, it's not necessarily evil, it's mischievous and it can have bad effects. But he's morally ambiguous. He's morally ambiguous. Yeah. If you absolutely. die with whatever he's doing, okay, whatever. It, it depends, right? Like, are mm-hmm. you a god of evil? It depends, right? Yeah. It comes and goes. Did you think the guy that Dorian wants to get rid of in the town, Nico? Nico was discount Harvey Keitel, especially in what was with cl- a bad ponytail. But especially in what is clearly that actor's headshot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> Who the fuck has a picture like this except actors? But I'm like, oh, it's Harvey Keitel. Sure. But then he starts speaking in another scene, and I'm like, oh, it's not Harvey Keitel. Yeah. And again, I mean, I, I feel like the plot is the least important part of this movie. Sure. Let's just, uh, you Which, know. Like, look, we've so, just skimmed so through that, it. That, I don't that, think we missed anything. Well, that's, I mean, a, that's kind of important to the, not important, but that's a pivotal part in it. The, the fact that Dorian is so obsessed with getting the mask sure. because he wants to take over this town. You know, and Nico, who is, I guess, like his boss. Yeah, yes, yes, and he's the big boss, right? So, would that make him like lieutenant if uh, we're going by mob rules? That well, captain. A captain. Yeah, okay. cap- I yeah. Don't I mean, fucking know. So if they're ta- if it's the mafia, right? Mm-hmm. Then a, a capo. Oh, is, capo is okay. a captain, and then capo de regime is the. But he's not like he's not good at his job because he's going against the head boss. I mean, like. I think he's just a bad capo. Okay. Because, like, he thinks he's hot shit because he butt-fucked Marcellus Wallace once. (laughs) (laughs) Only once. Only once. once. We're never going to talk about it. (laughs) I'm going to get these hard pipe-hitting... What is it? (laughs) N-words. Oh, is that... I I just remember... I'm going to get medieval on his ass. I love Ving Rhames, but... Arguably my favorite role of Ving Rhames, Marcellus Wallace. Cobra Bubbles. Cobra Bubbles. <laughs> in Lilo and Stitch. Oh. The the social worker that ends up being like a man in black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Your I name totally... is Cobra Bubbles? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's pretty much playing Marcellus Wallace in that yeah. movie. He's doing the same voice. He's talking down here. When you got that voice. You do that voice. Except when you're Tony Todd. Sidebar, real quick, because we're fucking almost done with this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Tony Todd is, you know who Tony Todd is. Candyman? Oh. He's also Candyman. Kern. He's Candyman. Worf's brother. Oh. So two, two dueling very Is deep. he a cousin of Reginald Cathy? Because I feel like they could be related. Uh, this guy? Yeah. It's, it's all deep-voiced Fra- black men. <laughs> Dr. Franklin Storm? Not all deep-voiced black men are related. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a Easy bitch. guys. So let's talk about Jim Carrey and his humor. Let's talk about the problematic comedy in this movie. Like uh, uh the rapey French guy. Hello, Chevy. Like, no. I think this is a perfect example of humor is often tied to a 
a moment in culture, sure, right, a moment in time. And granted, Tina doesn't see like I, I'm. Listen, if a woman doesn't want it, no, thank you. Right. She never really says no. She just seems weirded out by him. She never, but it still doesn't make it okay. Pepe Le Pew, like that cat, fucking wa- Penelope wants to get the fuck away from him at all times. He's like. Peppy, but uh, the fact no, that it's no in a kids' no. cartoon makes it repre- much worse. Well, it, sure, and it does now. And again, I think we have you right. know not that it was not that doing that would have been okay then, but the, clearly the fact that it's in a cartoon means society didn't care about it as being something that was important as sure. we do today, right? Look, I'll bet you if we go back, if we go back to you go back to Caddyshack, there, there's going to be a lot of problematic stuff in that. Meatballs, there's going to be a lot of problem. Ghostbusters, sure. Ghost blowjob. Ghost blowjob? What? Ray gets a blowjob from a ghost. That's right, he does. But listen, <laughs> I was like, wait, did you not pick that up? <laughs> but that was consensual. Uh, yeah, but it's, still, okay it's still weird. It, well, yes, but it, it, so certainly there is that piece of sure. It it it's a it's fixed in time. But I gotta be honest with you, it's almost like the it's there's a lot of stuff that's funny once. Because mm-hmm. to be fair, like you. I remember this movie, and I laughed at this movie when it came out. But sitting there last night watching it with my son, I'm like... It was a slog. It was tough. There were a handful of moments where I chuckled. But so much of it is Jim Carrey just riffing. And I don't think I laughed once. Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you. I So we're going to get to the... So we and didn't I, do... The Rotten Tomato score was 77%, if I remember oh correctly. Oh got to be honest boy. with you. It's going I'm low. Not gonna, it's going low, yeah. And I, I now that I'm thinking about it, like maybe the first time I watched it, I laughed... But I mean, Jesus, this is 25 years ago. Sure. I saw this in the theater. And I own this. I probably, it's down in my basement as a, as a VHS. VHS. <laughs> and I watched the shit out of it. Yeah. But I don't remember ever laughing. And I think I just watched it because, oh, I watched this movie once and I enjoyed it. So therefore, I must keep watching it. Yeah. I, you know. I almost feel like, so certainly Jim Carrey does some amazing impressions. His ability to move his face is it's, amazing. Especially underneath the... Did sure. you see how long it took them to put this mask on? No. Take didn't. a guess. Uh, six hours. Four. Okay. Still. So still, yeah, That's every day. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and it's amazing, but I almost feel like so much of this was simply a vehicle for him to do. Like, I wonder in the script if it's like Jim does Jim stuff, right? Three pages. Well, originally it was other people, so I wonder if this was just... Uh, so a lot of times directors will do, okay, here we, we need to do one that's in the script, mm-hmm. and then let's just do a fun take. Sure. So I, I wonder how much of these were. I, well, obviously the the condom thing is a fun take. Mm-hmm. Um, if we were to, if I were to guess, uh, I would probably say the Napoleon line, which is really uncomfortable. No, like Napoleon, I will divide and conquer. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. So there are things that I think Jim Carrey is hilarious in. Now, again, to be fair, haven't watched Ace Ventura in a while, so mm-hmm. probably probably need to rewatch that and see if I still feel that way. Do you though? Well, I, I would be curious. I would be curious to see if I do. Yeah. Um, Dumb and Dumber. I feel like I would, but I feel like that's almost a different thing because he's he has a partner in his humor. I think of the three, yeah. Dumb While and Dumb and Dumber has its problematic parts to it, um, I think Dumb and Dumber probably is going to hold up the best because it's a Farley Brothers movie. So 
Sure. They're not as winky at the camera with their comedy. Yeah. And they're great with one of my favorite subtle things in a Farley Brothers movie that is actually Jim Carrey. When he in uh, Me, Myself, and Irene, when he yep. first. Which is into, a much funnier movie. Than yeah, this. but it's problematic with this, making fun of schizophrenia. Sure. Um, sure. Mm. L- look, let's, ag- let's agree. Humor is at its lowest when it's punching down. Yeah, and this right? is, and all three of these movies are punching down. Sure, but the best part is when he first turns into Hank, and he's looking around, and he sees he has a gun. He's like, "All right, I got a gun." <laughs> it's just this great little subtle bit of acting that uh, Jim does. So I'm curious for you as an actor, mm-hmm. do you want complete freedom as an actor, or do you really want direction with a vision of like this is where we're like? Because I wonder, like, are the Farley brothers? Just better at, no, listen, this is the vision. This is where we're going. Oh, I think they play much more. I think I think they let their actors play. Not that they don't let them play, but they're like, okay. Got, I mean, because the real trick is letting them play in a way that moves them to where they want to get. I think the, uh, of the directors, I'm not avoiding your question. I'll answer in a second. I think of the actors, or directors that we know, Probably the one that's most guilty of the uh, hey, let's just do a fun one and see what happens yeah. is Judd Apatow. But and if I was critiquing his movies, he could cut easily twenty minutes out of each one of his movies and make it a much tighter film. But ironically, I feel like Judd Apatow's movies are funnier. Sure, they with are more legs. But 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 at the same time, there's a good twenty minutes of each one of those movies. Like like this could go. I'm not saying a whole twenty minute chunk, but like. Uh, this joke could be shortened, and this scene could probably yeah. Go. But see, uh, interestingly, so I'll, you know, full disclosure, the, my favorite funny person making funny stuff today is Judd Apatow. Yes, and I'm not Direct saying anything bad right? about. No, no, no. I yeah. know you're not. So clearly, I'm in that camp. I mean, crashing just ended, surprisingly, uh, okay. which is heartbreaking. Yeah, I'm, uh, again, I'm, how rare does so? No spoilers, but how rare do you write something that works as both a Season and series finale. Uh, not very often. Not very often. Westworld did it. Season one. I have. Not, I I jumped off of Westworld pretty. Season quick. one was good. I, I I couldn't sit through season two, but I couldn't even. I the last episode I watched was with the where he fro where um, Anthony Hopkins froze everything and. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, that's great. Can something fucking happen on the show? It, yeah, that's <laughs> it's yeah, too that's slow fair. a burn that's for fair. me. But the you know I am firmly in the Apatow camp. Sure. Oh, I, I am I feel too. Like, and I feel like that humor holds up better. I, and you could say Jim Carrey is doing the same thing in this. He's just riffing without like nobody's stopping him. But I feel like it just doesn't hold up. Like I, I'm sh- I know I laughed when I saw it the first time, but I wasn't laughing last night. You know, uh, a better Jim Carrey movie from this time period is uh, Liar Liar. Which is a few years later. Still makes it's ninety seven. Bruce Almighty. Yeah, a couple years. So I yeah. think Bruce Almighty's funnier. I think Liar Liar is funnier. And same director on both of those. Same so person who directed is that Adam Ventura. McKay. Adam McKay. Ooh, is it? I believe it is. That one I'm pretty positive on. Only there was a device. <laughs> right. How many fucking times did you Who also do? directed Anchorman, even though Judd Apatow appears. Tom, Tom Shadiak. Oh. Right. Hang on. I Who's Adam sure McKay? Tom Shadiak directed both. I am totally wrong. Yeah. Oh, Frank Darabont directed The Majestic. Bruce Almighty is Tom Shadiak. All three of them. Okay. Yeah. I I withdraw my earlier incorrect statement, which I'm sure was buzzed already. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know the thing with uh, Bruce Almighty? God, we are really just not talking about this movie. But but who cares? Yeah. Uh, Uh, No. Well, what thing? Maybe. The beeper? 
The no. phone number that keeps calling, beefing him? No. It's a real Buffalo number in the theater. That whatever the company was kept getting calls. Hello, I'd like to speak to God. And it got changed to 555 for the VHS release. No kidding. Yeah. So they broke tradition because the 555 thing has been around forever. It's, sure. It's a joke. It's a meta joke in Last Action Hero. Yes. Right? Right. Uh, so I wonder why the uh, they decided to put a real number in for Bruce Almighty. Uh, Shadyak gave some reason. I can't remember what. Because he was so setting it in Buffalo, he didn't want to leave sure. Buffalo. Got Is he it. from Buffalo? I don't know. Yeah, so I got to be honest with you. I'm not opposed to Jim Carrey. But I don't feel like this this slice of his humor doesn't hold up. So what's interesting about last night is, so the noodle puts in a good fifty minutes in this movie, and I'm sure. like, he is miserable, and this is a I'm spending time with my son. Yeah, I love that he has a very similar sense of humor to mine. I'm not wasting this, so I go, look, buddy, we don't have to watch this. I have to watch this. You don't. I'll watch the rest of it after you go to bed. So. He said, okay. So we turned on the office, and he immediately started laughing. So it's not that he doesn't – and I'm more proud that he likes the humor of the office, sure. which I think is smarter and has longer legs. It's not as old, clearly, but I got to be but honest But I bet you, you in, in 25 years – We'll still look back and laugh at the office. Yeah, it's like Cheers. Yeah, yeah. That, Cheers yes. is still funny. Still funny. Did you listen to the uh, Ted Danson um, – Yes, yeah. You know what? His As much as Dax just oozed over that – Cheers first episode. Yeah. I was like, it cannot be that good. I went back and watched it. Holy shit. It is just like, here are the characters, here are the jokes, here's the story. Goodbye. Well, who's it? That's uh Larry Charles, Larry Burroughs. And it's like a famous like that sure. group is Larry Charles, Larry Burroughs, and But like that's James L. Brooks. Right. So those guys are like the the Genghis the Hun of or Genghis the Hun. Those guys are like Pizza the Hut. Genghis Khan, yeah. right? In the comedy world, like their their legacy is everywhere. But even most pilots, even of good, amazing comedies, you sure. watch the pilots of most, and you're like, oh, like, they're finding, oh, there's something there. This yeah. could be interesting. No, it's there, it's right there from right from the beginning. Oh, it's such a good I, pilot. I couldn't tell you the last time I've seen that. I'll have to go. I'll have it's to on watch Netflix. It. It's on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, interesting. But but again. So the noodle sits down with me, and you might think that he would have thought the mask was funnier because it's so absurd. He's only 12. What does he know about The Office? He loves The Office. I've never seen him laugh at anything harder than the fire drill open of The Office, <laughs> so much so that he has requested multiple times. We go back and watch, like, we're, if we're going to sit down and watch The Office, he's like, can we, we watch, watch the fire, fire drill, drill first? And then he's like, we don't have to watch the whole episode. Then we can go to whatever episode we're watching next. That's great. That's great, and I love it. So I got to be honest with you. It makes me rethink the whole Jim Carrey thing. Like, And even beyond the Jim Carrey thing, just the, this plot doesn't really – I wish there had been more of uh, some sort of conflict between, let's call him Loki, mm -hmm. Loki and Stanley. Like at one point when after Cuban Pete – which, Jesus Christ, why is there a full fucking dance number so twice I, in this movie? Ironically, the second Cuban Pete, I think, is one of my favorite parts. Oh. The the one outside Coco... Yeah. Coco Bongo? Mm -hmm. The Coco Bongo Club. Well, the first one isn't Cuban Pete. Right, right. Uh, it's uh, Cherry Pop and Daddy's song. I can't think of what it is. Right, right. Cuban Pete, I think... Think is one of the best parts of the movie. They call me Cuban Pete. In I'm terms the of, of the, the entertainment, yeah. like what's that? Sure. Uh, it's just because we already had one. Sure. I, we uh, don't need. To. We don't need to. It. it this, 
This movie is now borderline a musical. There is wor- There are words and oh. songs. Oh, <laughs> it's a callback. All right. So, yeah, but after Cuban Pete, uh, he, when he's running away, which had a very uh, Mask of the Phantasm vibe, he's running, he's running, and <laughs> sure. then, oh, here comes the, yeah, yeah. the red-headed uh, it's woman in a convertible. Honeypot, yeah. Oh, shit, wait. <gasps> and when did Mask of the Phantasm come out? 94. <gasps> what the fuck is happening? What? Did we just crack? The, did we just break the Matrix? I think we just did. Whoa. 1993. So they were. So, so they stole. First. They stole. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. <laughs> you get nothing. Good day, sir. I said good day. All right. Wait, you just moved into. Uh, Is that a different movie? That's uh, that seven show. That's Fez. Good Fez. day, Fez. I said good day. I said good day. That's right. By the way, Brie, Brie Larson was also because I thought it was from Community. Yeah. She's also Abed's girlfriend That's for a little while. Allison Brie. No. Brie was, Larson was no, no. I mean, the the lead in Community is Allison Brie. But I'm talking about yeah, Abed's girlfriend. I know, I know was Brie Larson. I know. Do you remember that? I didn't watch it again. I've only seen a handful of episodes of Community. We've discussed this, Casey. Have you seen the paintball episodes? No. Are, are they because fun? the Russo brothers direct them? Oh, you've mentioned. Yeah, you should uh, watch them. Community is not on Netflix. I don't think is it on Hulu? All six seasons are on Hulu. So you need you need to watch it. So yeah, the the mask and uh, uh, Loki and Stanley. I wish they had more conflict. Like the scene where he's running away from the cops, very mask of the phantasm. There should have been something like you gotta you gotta get out of here so that I can. It just kind of seemed like oh, I turned this corner and now I'm gonna rip the mask off, and it's and it's all part of the just like, another. It's, it's a, not it's I, his car keys. He's holding it right, and it felt more like. It should have been more Hulk and Banner. Should have been more of a fight for who's going to be in control. So the only thing I would point out is that would undermine, and maybe that's why they cut that opening. Oh, because okay. if it's if it's Loki in the mask, then it is a true conflict of of two different personalities. Sure. If it's if the mask merely, which again he 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 shares this in the jail scene. If the mask is merely bringing out his repressed true self, sure, then it's a different scenario, and taking it off is fine because yeah. it's not a different sentient being. And I think it actually works better if it's not if it's not Loki's persona in the mask, but maybe his the spirit of his mischievousness or chaos. Sure, then it works better. Okay, that's Again, fair. But, no, to, no, be, no, I, but I, to be fair, I don't give a shit enough about this movie. <laughs> if it does, if if I'm wrong and it's the other way, well, I don't really give a shit either. Which is the problem. It this movie never makes me care. No, I, I, I like the black smoke around. Uh, I mean, that's an old school uh, special effect. The black smoke when um, Dorian puts on the mask, the cloud that forms over his head. Oh yeah, I mean, that's just like the cosmic uh, void. That's yeah, something. it's like it's like the beginning of the never ending story. Sure, it's that it's same effect the or the of, nothing or true season, true detective season one. <laughs> <laughs> the I mean, end. The oh, you didn't, oh, that's right. We've yeah. yeah, never mind. Okay. So after that, Stanley's in jail. Yeah. I didn't like the whole... Not the cheese. The keys. I didn't like it in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Didn't like it in this movie either. It's not a funny joke to me. I, what? I don't understand what you're saying, but I've understood every other fucking word you said before. <laughs> but in this moment, when you need to get out of a fucking jail cell, I don't understand what keys are. Frustrating. I, I, didn't, I It's shitty screenwriting in I both movies. You. Well, again, but again, I feel like 
I mean, we we talked about who wrote the movie, but does it matter? Because it's really Jim Carrey. Sure. And, and I think that's the the sin of this movie is that it's Jim Carrey over everything. And the problem is when that doesn't hold up, mm. then you end up with a shitty movie. I do know that some of the stuff that Milo did with with uh, Stanley was just the dog misbehaving. I think when he finds his keys, yeah, I think I read that he was supposed to just let him go. I think that was just Jim Carrey being like, my fucking keys so I can finish this scene. Children animals. Mm-hmm. Don't work with them. So, I don't know. Clearly, this is not a movie that either one of us really cares about. Anything what? else to haul out in there? People will be very pissed at us if we th- only do an hour. I don't think I don't think they will. I don't think they will. We got some stuff to we'll we'll wrap it up. We got All right. Do you have anything else? I got nothing, man. Um so I mean, you know, at the end of it, you know, they were Hinting at potential a potential future because, as you point out, Stanley throws the mask off the bridge, mm-hmm. but his buddy Charlie jumps in after it, and Milo has and it. Milo has it. He's chasing him away. Fucking Milo! They turn and as Stanley swoops Tina oh, down. Are you, are you closing down right now? I'm closing down. I'm sorry. Okay. I want to point out one. <laughs> Please go uh, ahead. Um, one practical effect that I still don't know how they do. Okay. When he throws the mask away after the second time, he's the mask. When he throws it out the window and it. Boomerangs around outside his window. Yeah, I don't know how they did that. That's a good practical effect. It's hmm. not animation because it it's it's clear that that's a mask going unless it's the best like, fucking animation ever or wire. Is it like wire work or something? But how? Because there's the grates above. Like it's one of those, um, it's one of those shots or special effects in a movie that is so good that unless you're looking for it, like fucking nerds like me. No! It's it's the fact that it goes by the the escape um, stairs. What are oh, they called? The uh, fire escape. Fire escape. Thank you. And comes back it around pass under something, so it couldn't be a wire from above. Right. Got it. Got uh, it's it. It's really oh, just I don't know. Solid. You know what I'm talking about, right? Where uh, it's like the upshot of his window. It's the camera's almost pointing towards after the, the sky. Second time. So that means maybe it's the first time. Is it after he like sticks the. Exhaust pipe of the mechanic. Yes, it's after that time. Hold on to your lug nuts. It's time for an overhaul. Look, if we were talking about, uh, you know, Captain America, the first Avenger, you know, we can go through beat by beat of the scene, but th- this one doesn't, there's not a whole lot that sticks here for me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So you were saying. Yeah. So. Wrap it up. You know, clearly I think they're, they're potentially leaving doors open, which is okay. Look, you don't know how things are going to have legs if they but last. those doors have been shut. They have been shut. But, you know, Stanley throws the mask away. Mm-hmm. Charlie jumps in after it, but Milo's already in the water, got the mask in his mouth, swimming away. Sure. We come back up to the bridge. Charlie swoops Tina down for the kiss, and they freeze. Charlie. And, I'm sorry. Stanley, T- Stanley uh, swoops Tina down for the kiss. They freeze, and the music comes up. Yep. And that was a movie. That was a movie. Uh, well, Do you want to get your and movie in? No, you, right. you with the swell oh, of the stuff. Okay. That's fine. I All can. Right. I can work. You work around it. So it's organic. It's like a fern. Hey. Oh, fern action. Fern action. Hashtag fern action. Hashtag fern action. You know, what we could spend after we're done with this. We could we could do a bonus episode about. Endgame, what we thought about the trailer. Yes, let's do that. Okay. And maybe we'll share that just with our Patreon folks as just a one-off special Patreon release. So if you really want to hear what we thought about the Endgame yes. trailer, uh, jump we, on over. 
All right. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Excellent. Um, so let's ask, let's answer some questions here. All right. You go first, buddy. Okay. Casey, who was your MVP? Oh, Jim Carrey. Yeah. It's got to be. Whether we like this movie or not, he carries this movie. It's all about him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you? Uh, oh, no. Jim Carrey, clearly. Clearly. Okay. Who was your favorite character? Milo. <laughs> yeah. The dog had it's- a funny name. The real dog. Oh, did he really? I know. Is it Eddie? Because I know Eddie on Frasier's real name was Moose, which is fucking adorable. That's funny. To name a Jack Russell Terrier Moose. Max. Max, Max Moose. As Milo the dog. Max. All right. Milo. Oh. So, yes. Yeah. Um, the canine actor Max is my favorite. Oh, well, Milo, Milo is my favorite character. Yeah, Milo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Casey, what is the best scene? Oh, the best scene is when they're on the bridge because the credits start to roll <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> no, it's the, um, honestly, it's the first time he turns into the mask. Yeah. Because he, it's yeah. it's borderline horror when he's first putting the mask on. He does the, 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 the eyes and no, stuff. No, no, no. In his apartment, when he first puts the mask oh, on. Oh, yes. So, and he does like the... Because at first, it's like, oh, my God, this thing's going to kill him. And it morphs up around mm-hmm. the back of his And then head. he starts spinning yeah. around and becomes the mask. I'm like, oh, that was cool. I like that. Um, for me, and again, the few moments of joy I had in the movie, mm-hmm. my, when Milo puts the mask on. <laughs> That's just funny. And I also like the fact that Stanley is getting to win as Stanley. Right? He doesn't sure. need the mask... To beat Dorian, so that's cool. We we skipped when we were talking about this movie that there's a fart joke in this movie. That's how juvenile this movie is. When he's is, pretending to die and he's coughing, the last time when he coughs in the guy's face, he does a. Uh, 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 excuse me. Uh, of course he does. Really? Um, I mean, farts are funny and all, but th- that's true. The funniest fart scene of all time is Blazing Saddles. You want some beans, Mr. Taggart? Wait a minute. Have you never seen Blazing Saddles? I am aware of what it is. I have never seen Blazing Saddles. First of all, would not be made today because the N-word is freely used in this movie. Only by bad people. Right. Um, Oh, my God. I have to bring that for you. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. And you need to watch it. Okay. When the kids are not around. Not around. (laughs) I got it. Dad's Corner? Not a a kid-friendly movie at all. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, what's one scene you would cut, Todd? Oh, the problem is there's so much of the movie that I didn't care about. Sure. I got to be honest with you, I'm stumped at this one. I really am. Because I, I just didn't care enough to be like, oh, that shouldn't have been there. <sighs> we could have cut down either Tina and the Masks dancing, because first of all, now that it's in high def, it's very clearly it's a dancer wearing a shitty rubber mask <laughs> and a woman who is not Cameron Diaz. But to be fair, a good dancer. Both great dancers. Yeah, yeah yes. both of them, yeah. Yeah, no, no, but it's just like, oh, that's clearly a mask. <laughs> not right. like Jim Carrey wearing makeup. Not a, cap- not a capital M mask. And it's not even, yeah, it's not a capital M mask. And it's not even like, oh, they put a mask on him that looks like Jim Carrey. It looks like they put a bald cap on him and painted his shit green, and no that's shit. it. And oh, like, sure, probably because you're not going to spend that time on... And that's why all the lights start going weird, like, hey, if we do this, you can't see their you faces. Can't see it. Yeah. So either that or one of the 16 verses she sings for, hey, baby, <laughs> I good to you. I'm like, do we need to keep going? And, of course, that's not even Cameron Diaz. No, it's uh, Susan. Um, yep. 
who has some other voice yeah, credits. Yeah, yeah, she's a she's a the voice actress mostly. Yeah. Susan Boyd. I was going to say Boyle, but oh, you been, but that that's been the British lady. From, yes. Yeah. All right, Casey. What is who, who is the actor having the most fun? I think it's Jim Carrey. So I think it's Jim Carrey. I'm curious. I don't think anyone around Jim Carrey is no, having fun. No, I think that's got to be exhausting, right? Because, again, like, what are you there for? You're there to set up his next riff mm-hmm. and string of impressions. A perfect example of, of a time when it's clear actors aren't having fun. The outtakes for Patch Adams. Yeah. When he's doing all the stuff with the, um, the skeleton. Yeah. You know, Donner, party of five, that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. If you look at Monica Potter, she's got her ears plugged and she's looking down because she doesn't want to break she doesn't want to laugh because she's afraid and at sure. first i was like oh that's rude and then i and then thought you're about realizing like, like oh no oh, she's just trying to stay in character because because he's that funny mm-hmm. i can't imagine that was happening on the set of this of the mask i bet you it was i bet people you, you I, think people were laughing in the middle of that in 94 yeah maybe. sure yeah jeez i feel i gotta be honest with you i i feel bad like shitting on this movie but Looking back, it just did not. It for me yeah. does not hold up at all. Oh no, it does not, and that can lead us perfectly to. So the Rotten Tomato score for this movie is a seventy-seven percent, which t- is a C plus. Tell what she got. Listen, I mean, God, fifty. Yeah, fifty. I mean, and no, and, and like, I could probably, I could probably go lower. Than we're being that. generous. We're being generous at fifty. It, now, unfortunately. Yeah. My brother pointed out to us yeah. that we now have to sit through Son of Mask at some point. Because oh, I thought it didn't have a theatrical. When I text oh, Colin no, to let no, him know. Did. Oh, yeah. Fuck, duck. Yeah, shit. Okay, well. That Jamie Kennedy classic, yay. Son of Mask. I wonder what problematic rape jokes will be in that movie. Ooh, ouch, ouch. Oh, uh, what's your score for the movie, Casey? Oh, uh, 50. Yeah, okay, right, yeah I'm good with right that. Right there. Uh, Dad's breakdown. Watch it with the kids. Well, since the bean was terrified by the preview and Noodle sure no. fell asleep, or you know, well, you know, why did claws out? Yeah, twelve-year-old fell asleep. I mean, <laughs> so, certainly some of the jokes are pushing either pushing the envelope or past. Depending on your fa- depending on your household, they're either too far or pushing the edge. I think that's one of the problems with this movie because I would I would feel weird. If the Bean had wanted to watch this, mm-hmm. all I remembered beforehand was the condom joke. There are some other jokes as it goes along. I'm like, oh, this that is one doesn't, not yeah. good. But th- or they would have gone over her head, but I still would have found weird. Mm-hmm. In the case of the noodle, he's old enough to get these jokes. Yeah, and I don't. Maybe I don't want my twelve year old to get some of these jokes. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm just looking to see. That was PG thirteen. Yeah, that, it's that PG-13. feels right. That feels it's right. a light PG thirteen. Yeah, though. I mean, again, I think the problem is. Uh, and this would not be my first choice. Is that if I got if we're gonna watch hey classic movie night, I'm not pulling out the mask. No. All right. Well, boy, that was a movie. Mm-hmm. That was a movie. So that brings us to. And now it's time to pick the next. No, it doesn't. Oops. Oh, <laughs> that's right. It's a big deal as we're closing in at the end of season two. Much like we did with Incredible Hulk, you motherfucker. That was that was a. Brilliant move because how much fun did we have with that? That was a better this green character. <laughs> this fucking guy. This fucking guy. Are you thinking about it? Are, are you a cop? Are, are you, you a, a cop? cop? Are you a fucking cop? Hey, let's get some Duncan. Hey, hey. say hi to your mother for me. Hey. I, guys, I think the trees are trying to kill us. <laughs> okay, let's. We're not Mark Wahlberg Griffin. All right, so <laughs> you're right. Normally, this would be the time when we would hear Bob say, 
Oh, he's already done it in my edit. So. Oh, got, oh, got it. Oh, you've you you've already got you've yeah, you've storyboarded this out. Yeah, I've got it. I got it all figured out. So Brilliant. instead of pulling something from Thor's helmet, yep. because the next episode will come out a week before my birthday. I Yay! Think. Instead of pulling something from the helmet, we are going to watch Mystery Man. And why are we going to watch Mystery Man? Because we're going to have a very special guest. This is a big deal. Danny Ryan. Now that she's actually appearing on the show, she needs a nickname. So you'll need to have a conversation with her. Sure. All right. All right. So let's watch Mystery Man trailer. In a place called Champion City, the forces of good and evil. Captain Amazing. What a surprise. Are about to collide. Well, we've always been each other's greatest nemesis. Sai. Nemesis. Nemesis. <laughs> now, with the city's one true hero missing. Captain Amazing is in danger. Kaboom. Who will step forward? You again. The wannabes. To answer the call of justice. Don't mess with the volcano, my man. Because I will go Pompeii on your... But golly. They've been waiting for this moment. The city's in peril, Lucille. All of their lives. Butch needs his vest back. Well, it's my vest too. I bought it for him. But now that their time has come. I'm a superhero too. What's his power? They're going to need all the help they can get. We gotta find a lot of superheroes really quickly. State your name and power. PMS Avenger. I only work four days a month. Is there a problem with that? No. No. I am the Waffler. Waffle Man! Am I too late to try out? Sorry. You're in. Wow, my first mission, and we're gonna rescue Captain Amazing. Here we go. Universal Pictures presents... We need to talk about your plans. I'm going to kill you. Right, that's the part that really doesn't work for me. A new league of heroes that step to a different beat. Well, I am a ticking time bomb of fury. I don't find you threatening at all. <laughs> Let's do some carnage. We're not your classic heroes. We're the other guys. Mystery men. I'm invisible. Can you see me? Yes. Wow. Maybe you should put some shorts on or something if you want to keep fighting evil today. So, Todd, where can people find you on social media? Should they wish to find you and should you wish to be found? I write about a variety of topics, both geeky and non, at my website, which is tmpnsyr.com. Also, follow me on Twitter or Instagram with the handle at tmpnsyr. Casey... Should the aforementioned criteria also apply to you and the listeners, how could they find you? Uh, on Twitter, I am not Ryan Casey. On Instagram, I am not dot Ryan Casey. You can also email us. You can also email us at superpodherocast at gmail.com because only Cap writes letters. Tony. So, Todd, that was a movie that we reviewed in record time. And I am this totally May- okay with that. We are shortest episode? Question mark. Yeah. yeah, fuck it. We'll see. Uh, All right. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah. What are you gonna do? So not watch this movie ever no, again. No, no, that All one goes right. into the vault. Okay. So that'll do it for the Superpod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic, and I've been your moderator, Bob Brown. Be, Be heroic. heroic.
So, Todd, where can people find you on social media, should you wish to be found, and should you wish to be found? Wait, I said the same thing twice. You did. <clears throat> so we're episode 35. Jesus Christ. 35? That means we got five left. Five left before. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. <clears throat> so everyone, you know how everyone, well, not everyone, people who are dumb, sorry people, who say, like, I want a love story like Romeo and Juliet, and you're like, <laughs> have you read the story? She's 14, he's 17, and they both die two days after meeting each other. <laughs> yeah. You don't want that love story. Or people are like, I want a love story like Joker and Harley. Uh, no. Uh, even more no. That's right. I want a love story like uh, Gomez and Morticia. Now that's he, a love story. They fucking love it, each other. It, and they are still romantically in love with each well, other. I wish, who, I, who, wish, I wish Aubrey and I had that level <laughs> of romantic love still after all these years. And maybe, I'm not, maybe you I'm have not to dance a mamushka. Sh- the, 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 mamushka. 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 <laughs> Let's, we better go back into that clean. I, I do not want that to be. I'm so sorry. Let's do that one clean because that's a good joke and thank, I don't want it stepped thank on. Thank you. Yes. Oh, hello. Hello. And welcome to the Super Pod Care. <laughs> Give me one of those. Mm. Give me one of those. <laughs> Trippingly on the tongue. Rubber baby buggy bumper. The human torch was denied. Damn it, bank loan. <laughs> We're on the air right now. I don't believe you. I love scotch. Scotch, <laughs> scotch, scotch. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> Ron, I'm going to have to fire you. I'm going to have to fire you. <laughs> no, Ron, do you realize? Sweet Odin's Raven. Who put that on the teleprompter? You know Ron's literal. He'll read anything you put on it. I'm Ron Burgundy. The queen loves Joan Cusack. So anything that Joan Cusack is in, sure. my wife will watch. Even um, toys? Uh, listen, no one will watch toys. Um, so, what? What is she doing? P.L., what are you doing? P.L., what are you? Yeah, fucking dog. This fucking, yeah, this, fucking, fucking, this fucking dog. You think you're better than me? Yeah. Are you a fucking, you fucking dog? Yeah. fucking guy. I am Mike. Yes. I am in James Earl Jones land. You are? Okay. Mm. All right. Hang on. Let me just. Yes. Everything that the sun touches. Everything that the light touches oh. <laughs> is your kingdom. Very good. You, yeah, you're, that's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. 